Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, it is uh, episode 447 of the My123 Cents podcast. Um, my name is Kevin Huntsberger. I am your host as always, and um, this is going to be a hard episode. I debated doing this. I debated just putting off this week's episode. Um, I th- I've thought about it for the last few days. You know, originally, um, Chad and I were going to record this week's episode and, and look back on the life and times of WWE Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik, who uh, passed away on, I believe, Wednesday of last week, and uh, Chad and I were going to, again, do an episode, reflect, remember, honor the Iron Sheik, Uh, but then, unexpectedly, tragically, sadly, my mom passed away on Friday, and I have been... um, on a roller coaster ride of of emotions and feelings and thoughts and reflections and uh you know moments of 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 tears and and sadness and then you know those moments of joy and happiness and remembering you know the good times you know for 50 years I had her in my life and I'm eternally grateful for that and I selfishly wanted more time I want more time um you know, we, we did not, uh, I've talked on this podcast before, uh, recently asking for your um, prayers and, and positive energy and, and good vibes and all those kinds of things because she was having some health issues. And, and for, for many years, she has had uh, health issues from three rounds, three bouts of cancer, surviving those. Um, several heart episodes and issues, and and that's ultimately um, what cost her her life. Her heart uh, was was not functioning properly. She had um, some damage that they had intended, they being the doctors, had intended to repair and and fix um, this past Friday. Uh, She, you know, a week ago today, as this episode drops on Monday, 
Uh, on Monday, June 5th, she was readmitted to the hospital. My dad had, had called to let me know she was in ICU. And they were working to uh, get her blood pressure stabilized. It was really low and working on figuring out still because they still hadn't had any answers from February when she had her first round of, of you know, kind of a, this fluid on the lungs and illness and, and not recuperating and recovering, um, trying to figure out what it was going on. And she went through a battery of tests and, and again, my mom was so tough and so kind and so sweet and, and such a caring soul that um, breaks my heart that she went through all of this pain and, and everything that she went through, and especially these last several months. I, I know it was not easy, and I think that ultimately that's, that's you know, she her body couldn't take it anymore. She could not take all of, of everything that she had been been going through and on Thursday night you know Friday morning she was supposed to have open heart surgery they were going to replace uh, her malfunctioning valve which she had had uh, put in back in 2002 Um, and they were going to fix or repair a couple of blockages repair a couple of blockages that were, were in her heart that they had found Earlier in the week, Thursday night, she uh, had complained of a headache, took some Tylenol, apparently had a seizure and, uh, you know, lost consciousness. They had to do CPR. My dad called me around 10 o'clock um, to tell us the news and my wife and, and kids Within probably five minutes, maybe ten, we're in the car and heading to St. Louis, which is about a two-hour drive for us. We arrived uh, a little after midnight. Uh, our oldest son had had gotten there. He lives closer and and had gotten there and and was there for a while. But uh, we spent a, a couple of hours around surrounding her, um, holding hands and and singing. My wife. Um, my kids, my dad, and then uh, right around 2 a.m., she left this world, and it was, like I said, unexpected, even though I knew that she had been sick and, and wasn't feeling well, I, you know, was hoping, um, a hope on, for all hope, that she was going to get better, she was going to recover, they were going to figure out what was going on and fix her, and she was going to be um, in a better place and uh, health-wise. And it didn't happen. And the hardest part for me is the thought of my dad after 52 years, as this episode drops on June 12th, today marks their 52-year wedding anniversary. And two years ago, I was fortunate enough, I am an ordained minister, um, I was fortunate enough to renew their vows. And during the course of those vows, I, mom wanted me to reiterate her appreciation to my dad for taking care of her through all of these years of, of all the health ailments that she has had. Um, and it breaks my heart to know that, that 
he's alone, at, at least here at this house. And I am still at my parents' house um, in St. Louis. I'll be, I'll be heading back to Southern Illinois on Monday, and he's going to come down later in the week and, and spend some time with us. Um, but, you know, my kids adored my mom, and she absolutely loved our family, my wife, my kids, my brother and, and his wife and their kids, um, my dad, her friends. You know, it's it's still, I have moments when I think about it, and, and it's not real. It just doesn't feel real. And I know that this is probably all part of the grieving process, and I haven't grieved um, this hard or felt this impacted and this helpless since I was 12 when my friend Kevin died down the street, the very street that I'm sitting on right now at my parents' house in an accident. And I've talked about that on this podcast too because wrestling at that time, WrestleMania, the very first WrestleMania, helped me through that grieving process. And, you know, Sunday evening as my dad and I had dropped my brother off at the airport to go so he could go back to his family in Dallas. <clears throat> my dad and I sat and turned on the TV and, and he said, oh, this is WWE Most Wanted Treasures. And I'm like, I'd like to watch this if you don't mind. And, and we watched SmackDown on Friday night and I hadn't watched SmackDown live in, in a long time. Um, and so we watched The Most Wanted. It was the Goldberg episode, and then it was followed up by the Rowdy Rowdy Piper episode. And then we watched, and I, I don't remember the name of the show, but it's the show that Stone Cold Steve Austin hosts afterward on A&E. And we bonded, and we talked, and we remembered the good times of wrestling. And, and it, it served as... Um, a temporary distraction again just like that first wrestlemania did when i was 12 and felt so helpless and you know obviously reality is still there and and, and when it's all said and done but we remembered and bonded and, and talked about especially during the rowdy rowdy piper episode those moments because they showed some clips from that first wrestlemania and they showed you know those things with uh, the dog collar match and 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 whatnot and so not that I have not ever felt bonded or connected to my dad, but again, it was a, that opportunity. And and if, and I I suspect that there are some non wrestling fans that may be listening to this week's episode. Um, and for those who are wrestling fans, if you know, you know, you know, you get that bond, that ability. And and I I don't think it has to just be a, a wrestling thing. You know, if you grew up watching baseball, or basketball, or your favorite sitcoms or whatever it was with your family, you know, you, you have those moments where you're able to bond through that and kind of forget your troubles for a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to record this episode in tribute to my mom because it's not, you know, I don't want to just talk about her last few days on earth. I'm, I'm remembering and, and bringing it to the wrestling connection you know when when I was a kid and I've told this story and my dad has been on this podcast before and, and we've talked um, he and my brother and my uncle who lived with us because 
my grandparents died when he was just a teenager, um, the three of them would watch wrestling all the time, wrestling at the chase, and they would go to the matches, you know, on on Friday nights. I remember they would go on Friday nights downtown to the keel or to the arena and, and watch. Um, and, and I don't know exactly what shows they were going to, but I know they would see guys like Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase. And this is all before Million Dollar Man and, and WWF and the, the big boom of the mid-80s. This would have been like 81, 82, eight, probably 80 or 81. And... My mom and I, you know, would stay home or we would go and go shopping. And I remember one night specifically, and that's why I'm telling this story on this podcast, because they had all gone, brother and, and dad and uncle had gone um, to the wrestling show. And mom and I went shopping for my birthday. And if it was 81, this would have been my eighth birthday, I believe. Yes, doing the math here in my head. Um, and I got my very first... Muppet. Um, I collected, after that, I started collecting the Muppets as the puppet forms, and some of them were just stuffed animals, but this was Ralph the dog, and, you know, he had the the opening in the back of his head where you could put your hands in and move his mouth and open it up and, and whatnot, and I, I always associate that Muppet and that purchase of that Muppet with, obviously, my birthday and, and that time of spending time with my mom uh, while my dad and brother were enjoying wrestling and then we were enjoying time together as well and and how ironic it became that then I became the one who was obsessed with wrestling and you know my mom and I are calling this episode my biggest fan because as as time went on and I started the blog and I started the podcast and the YouTube channel and granted I don't think she listened to the podcast because she didn't listen to podcasts. And I, honestly, I don't know that she knew how it all worked, but she liked those posts that I made. She followed the My123 Cents uh, Facebook page and Instagram, and she liked and commented on the posts that I made um, every time. And, um, you know, when when Chad and I started going to WrestleMania and, and we were cosplaying. You know, the first couple of years we went, um, the cosplay was pretty simple. Uh, but then in, in 2010, when we went to uh, Phoenix for WrestleMania 26, we decided to go as Money Incorporated. And I had said, I'll, I'll be Million Dollar Man. And I talked to my mom and I had a black suit coat. And I said, do you think you can jazz this up to look like the Million Dollar Man's jacket and she went out and she bought the gold material and she cut it and made dollar signs and made the do- the big dollar sign for the back out of some cardboard and, and whatnot and I've saved all of these little pieces for it um, and she she attacked because it was still a suit coat that I was wearing on a regular basis um, and I didn't want to completely ruin the suit but she put like a loose stitch on everything and so it was secured and, and able to travel to Phoenix. But then when I was done with it, I was able to easily take it kind of apart and disassemble it and still wear the jacket for my job um, at the time. So that was the first time that she repurposed a jacket for me. And then the next year, it was the Bobby the Brain Heenan coat um, that I still wear from time to time for different things, whether it's a stride show or um, just to kind of, you know, on... Uh, 
go red for women or if there's a red event i i wear it because it's that red sparkly jacket that just um you know and that was an old suit coat that she did buy the material and then she covered you know she sewed it and and repurposed it and uh, it looks pretty damn good and that was in 2011 so that was 12 years ago now and at, you know like i said it's still and i remember as she was going through the treatment for her bladder cancer for the second time that she had had bladder cancer and she was either getting yeah she was getting ready to have her bladder removed so she had gone through chemotherapy for several months and then uh, they were waiting for her to be strong enough to withstand the surgery to remove her bladder um, and that jacket had some spots on it that needed to be repaired and I took a picture of her um, and she you know her her hair was was starting to grow back from from the treatments but you know how that visual of this woman who is fighting for her life and she took the time and she insisted on fixing that jacket and I just I can't articulate what that means you know and as a parent myself you know you do anything for your kids but my god her health was in so so bad shape then and and we really thought back then in in 2016 and 2017 we were going to lose her to cancer and i'm so grateful that we didn't and by the next year by 2012 she was feeling much better and and she reassembled another jacket for me to go to wrestlemania as vince mcmahon and we covered that jacket in red material and put the WWF logo on it and you know I was Vince and Chad was was Jesse the Body Ventura and then the following year we did uh, an old suit coat and repurposed it with purple with some sparkles on it and uh, I was classy Freddie Blassie and so my Wrestlemania memories I carry with me um, and and think of my mom a lot because she made those costumes happen she made those costumes work and and the folks that we met along the way and wanted pictures and whatnot you know that was my mom's handiwork and I'm I'm again so grateful and appreciative of of the fact that she had that ability and that talent to do that and and make me look good and and feel good in in the process and then of course you know when I'm you know, wrestling, and, and my parents weren't able to make it down for the first match that I had in 2012 with Mike Masters, um, but in 2018, the cage match with Roger Mathis, they came, and I remember talking to her, and talking to her before the slam happened with my daughter Brooke to set up to get us to the cage match, and I told my mom, I always made it very clear and explained what was happening and, and letting her know that we were all being as, as, as careful and as safe as possible and that nobody was going to get hurt. Um, and I always promised her that I was not going to get hurt. And I still remember doing that cage match and we did the electric chair. And when Roger falls back with me and I put my arm out very foolishly after they told me not to, I still don't know how I didn't break my arm at that moment, but I remember 
afterward, you know, how excited and happy they were. And I could hear my mom, my mom and my dad, but really my mom, you know, cheering and, and screaming for me during the course of that match. And then, of course, a few years later, or I guess it was a year later, uh, when Tyler and I teamed up and, and beat Tony Flood and Jay Spade for the Stride Tag Team titles, they came down again for that. And it's funny because um, I was, you know, her phone is, is now here. And I was going through looking at, at some of the pictures because she didn't post a lot of stuff on social media. And I was looking through the pictures and the videos that she had. And, and she had a bunch from, from that match. And she's, you know, you can hear her getting excited and getting scared and nervous too, because, you know, she didn't know, I, I never told anyone in my family that, that came to a match, what was going to happen. Nobody ever knew for sure what was going to happen. And then when we won the tag team titles, and, and my biggest regret from, from that period is that I never got a picture with my parents after any of those matches, and I, I kick myself now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about that fact. Um, and then they came back down when Tyler and I teamed up with Curly to wrestle against... Um, uh, Brian Richards and and AJ Kellis and David Lee Walker again back out at the Rent One Park at the time, um, and again you know she she made me promise that I was going to be careful and that I was going to be safe and and in that situation you know when you're in a tag match or a six man there's a lot less pressure on and so I always told her there's going to be other people in there doing the bulk of the work I'm just going to be in there for a minute or two. And then finally, my match with Tyler last year, and um, they were not able to come down. They had both, my parents had gotten COVID uh, a couple weeks prior, and, and they still weren't feeling the, the best by the time the match rolled around. But we streamed it live on Facebook, and, and I can remember as soon as it was over and I get back to the locker room, and, and she texted me and told me that she was proud of me, and she was glad that I didn't get hurt and, and whatnot, so... It's going to be those memories, and, and I know, again, to some, talking about this and tying it to wrestling is, is doesn't make sense or it seems kind of weird or whatever, but that's my family. That's my life, and that's, that you know, one of my big things was wrestling, and, and they supported that. And again, that's where that my biggest fan comes from because she may not have liked it. It may not, you know, when we watched it as kids, it was on while we were eating breakfast on Sunday mornings or we would have it on Saturday nights late and they'd be, you know, my mom would, would be in the room or whatever. And she never said, turn this off or I hate this stuff or anything like that. Now, granted, she didn't sit there and necessarily cheer for Hulk Hogan or Jake the Snake Roberts either, but, you know, she she let us uh, have our fun with it for sure. And, and that's, you know, something that, that resonates and goes a long way. And my final memories of, of my mom, at least for, for this, the purposes of this podcast and tying it to the wrestling thing is uh, the My One, Two, Three Cents action figure drive. You know, this year will mark year six and, and I am going to do this one and, and push harder to, to reach some goals and, and stuff. But she made it a point every year to give me cash to go out and buy uh, more figures on, on behalf of her and my dad. And, you know, if, if there was a time where I was short on figures or whatever, or not reaching my goals, she would always say, 
hey, do you need a little more? Do you want us to do more? What do you, what do you, and, you know, they always were very generous in their initial donation. So I never asked for more or took any extra, but um, just knowing that they had my back on that, it goes so far. It goes such a far way. So such a long way. So uh, I love my mom. Uh, I love my family. I love my dad, my wife, my kids. Um, I love that they loved her um, as much as I did and that she loved all of them um, and my brother and his family included. And that's what gives me comfort. And that's what helps me and and talking for the last 25 minutes uh, on this podcast has helped. Um, as we move forward and, and learn life uh, without her here on, on earth with us, it's going to be difficult. And I'm going to have times where I will not be good. And, and I'm grateful for my friends who have called, who have texted, who have Snapchatted, who have emailed, who have um, reached out, who have sent food, who have sent gifts, who have... It, it's... It's overwhelming in a lot of ways. And again, it's hard to really understand or or know what to go through, you know, because we haven't done this, you know. We lost our matriarch. We lost the the glue of this family. And uh, I know that my wife is, is... an amazing mother and an amazing wife and she is I can't even tell you the love and the pride that I I feel for her and the and knowing how she felt and and the way that she was that night um that we lost my mom and and my kids and as we're sad and we're grieving and and we're remembering you know, we have to move forward and, and we'll do that and we'll honor my mom in, in different ways and, and remember her, um, including next month with a, a celebration of life. And uh, we'll be doing that in July um, here in St. Louis. So um, I just want to thank everyone who has reached out, who has called, texted, um, you know, I don't want to name specific names, but you know who you are. And I know some of you are listening to this who did. Um, I've had people checking on me every day. And that means a lot. It really does. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have those moments of sadness and, and feeling lonely or feeling bad. And, and, and knowing that, that people care means the world to me and I want to just again say thank you for listening this week and and next week uh Chad and I will probably get together and and we'll be doing a a tribute to the Iron Cheek because I did not want to gloss over his death uh, a legend in the business but I felt it was prudent to uh remember my mom first this week um and you know kind of publicly recognize her for all that she did to support me um, through my love of wrestling. So friends, thank you. 
hug your loved ones, call your mom, go see her, FaceTime, you know, call your dad. Tell the the people that you love what they mean to you before uh, they're gone. And, And fortunately, I know my mom knew that we loved her. And we were there, and uh, I know she heard us singing and and holding her hand and, and felt our presence there. So, again, friends, thanks so much. Have a great week, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 